0: Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for forty days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written. One does not live on bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give you all of this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning.
1: So now we enter into this season of Lent, and it's my understanding, Father Mike told me coming in, he's very observant, he was out there watching people come in, that not I don't ask you to raise your hand, but supposedly there's some folks here from the Xavier University baseball team coming in from Cincinnati, so baseball players who have a game and maybe they're here or family members, and if that's the case, thank you for being here. It's awesome that you're able to visit and be here and worship with us this Sunday and put God on first base, right? Put God on first base, so thank you for that example, and there's a relation between baseball and Lent because... Lent, in a way, is kind of like the spring training for the rest of the liturgical year. Rest of the liturgical year. I remember when I got my first baseball mitt, how important it was to grease it down and put the ball in it and wrap it tight and put it under my mattress and sleep. And I couldn't wait to get up the next day to play ball, right? And so Lent is a time where we break out our bats and we get our gloves and we oil them up, we get ready, and we do the spiritual things to get ready what? for the rest of our year, right? The rest of our liturgical year. So we have a theme, Father Mike and I, and with the help of the parish and our staff, we're trying to stay on a message series. We're trying to bring message series, and why? So that they're relevant messages for you and for me. We're journeying with you. And so the message that was put on our heart with our message team for this season of Lent is this. It's a question that we can all ask ourselves in our heart every day when we get up. What do I need to leave behind? What do I need to leave behind? We have Jesus who went out in the gospel day, went out in the desert. He had to leave some things behind. And he went out in the desert and he showed us the way. He who is the way. Had to battle temptation, had a how to, you know, deal with the challenges of life, and above all, to prepare his heart to say yes to his father. Always, as we know he did. So I want to focus on one word. In this first week of Lent, one word that maybe all of us, as we go out of the car at the end of this, this mass is encountered with Jesus, and we carry him back to our homes, back to our places of work, back to the baseball field this afternoon if you're playing, right? And this world is this choices. Choices. I invite you to think of one choice in your life, a choice that was a good choice, independent of your age. Little ones, you know what I'm talking about? Mom and dad are teaching that. A good choice. Take a moment to think of a good choice. It may have even been hard. And we know that good things actually can be hard. But on the back end, it's great. Okay, take a moment and and don't beat yourself up with this, right? But take a moment, independent of your age, and think about where maybe... There weren't so, there wasn't a good choice. Maybe a good choice not made this past week. Choices. Jesus shows us how to choose the Father. How to choose the will of the Father. And I don't believe that with our beloved Lord, it began just when he went out to the desert. He was preparing him, his sacred heart, true God and true man. He was like us in all things but sin, which means it wasn't always easy for him. He was preparing for that ultimate yes to the father for you and for me to go to the cross. The choice to say, I'll do it, Daddy, Abba, I'll lay down my life for them not as a massive number of people but individuals. He knows you and he knows me. Choices of Jesus that began when he was a 12 year old boy and he was in the temple and Mary and Joseph lost him and Jesus had a choice to obey his parents and go back to Nazareth and live another 21 years before he started his public life or not quite 21 but he had three years of a public life. A little less than that, maybe 18 years. That was a choice to what honor his heavenly father and ours. Jesus, the choices that he made to stay up late at night, heal the sick, to go to other towns, to even the choice to rebuke Peter, the rock who stood there after professing the faith and saying, You are the Son of the living God. Moments later, Peter pivots when Jesus speaks of going to the cross and he says, Not you, Lord, not you. And Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus, we know it wasn't always easy for him. We can see in the desert, and we see a glimmer of that where Jesus is getting tempted in the same way Adam and Eve were tempted. Tempted through, first and foremost, thought. You see, the devil and the world and even our own flesh, okay, our flesh, big word, concupiscence, it's a bend. We're not corrupt. All human beings were created good. God created us good. And thanks to baptism, original sin goes away, but we still have this wound, this bend. Why do I do what I don't want to do? St. Paul says in his writings, why do I do it? I keep doing, keep making the same choices because I'm bent in a way, away from God. And so we see choices being made in Jesus in the desert. He had to battle with that. And it first comes in, if we think about our choices, it's first of thought, okay? Good or bad. Not that we should be running around in our thoughts and worried about the thoughts, but it enters through thought. After thought, where we can all get in danger, myself included, if it's a bad choice, is conversation with thought. Remember Adam and Eve? Did God really say not to eat the apple? Did God really say that? And she was drawn. And she started to converse. In the garden. Where's our garden? You and I have a garden. In the garden of Eden is our heart. The inner dwelling. So a thought. Then a conversation with a thought. Oh, I could do this amazing act of charity right now. I can make this sacrifice for my spouse or my family member right now. But if I do it, it's going to be hard. We converse with that. From conversation, we can get into the river of passions. If it's a negative, if it's a, if it's a bad choice, thought, conversation, passions, consent. Boom. You know what I'm talking about. When I was growing up, I still like them. I got to watch out. Every time I get in the grocery store double stuff Oreo cookies. Love those. And I got my way of eating them, which is put the whole thing in your mouth and take a little milk and let it dissolve. That's my way. But I remember growing up, mom said, I did not like broccoli unless it had cheese on it. No dessert before dinner. So I'm walking along, and I see them Oreo cookies. Thought Oreo cookies. Then I start to... well, I just want to kind of like look at them. Let me, I just want to look at them and make sure they're really Oreo cookies. I go look at it. Yep, those are Oreo cookies. Conversation goes on a little more. Passions start to kick in. Ooh, they, let me just smell them and make sure they're Oreo cookies. Open up that top. Those are Oreo cookies. I'm in the river now. Next thing you know, consent. I'm eating the cookies. Right? So that's what we mean by thought. Conversation with thought. River of passions, which is a massive current, consent. Jesus teaches all of us, through being tempted, how to cut it off at thought. Even the devil's throwing scripture at Jesus. Jesus cut it off at thought. Boom. And what moved his thought, what moved his heart the most? Love of his father. And his father's love for him. Choices. Choices. What bad choices do I need to leave behind? What good choices can I take forward with me? I want to share with you a quick little story. I like to walk every now and then by the pre-K playground out there. I love going by and it's like an instant shot in the heart of joy, right? You got all these little ones just kind of doing their thing, playing and It's just awesome, right? So I go walking by, and it was yesterday, I'm walking by, and this one first grader after school was doing like a beeline, father, 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 coming at me, and her mom was in tow. She's coming over, father, 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 and she was so excited, so I had to stop. And I looked at her, not to embarrass her, it's a live stream right now, so everybody out there, I'm not going to mention the name, but she was like so excited, and her mom over her shoulder says, she wants to tell you something, father, and I'm like, all right. Tell me something. She goes, Father, you know, you know what? You know what I'm, 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 I'm not gonna do this Lent. I'm like, oh, tell me. She says, I'm gonna put everything away that I watch and I see and I hear that doesn't educate me in the right way. I'm gonna put it all away. And I was like, dang, that's awesome. Well, when you put that away, when you put that behind you, what are you going to put in front of you? What are you going to do with that extra bit of time? And she lit up. She lit up and she says, I'm going to help my mom fold clothes. (laughs) And mom was like in the back like, yes! I mean, mom's heart's like going, wah! And I said, that is so beautiful. She goes, oh, I got another one too. So she smiles, She got another one too. I'm going to help my mama do dishes. I'm going to have my mom do dishes. Right? So we can all fold clothes. We can all do dishes. We can all do the little things. We can all make those little good choices that we can make. What do we need to leave behind? What do we need to leave behind in order to have our hearts be a little more like our beloved Lord? Above all, in our homes, in our schools, in our places of work, in our neighborhoods, in our community at large. Close with this. Father Mike and I are going to always close with this. In a moment I'll pray, pray brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours, my sacrifice and yours, pray brothers and sisters that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Father Almighty. And you'll respond, may the Lord accept Our sacrifice for our good and the good of all His church, for the praise and honor, and I forgot. Anyways, y'all remember it. It's good Catholics who remember, right? May the Lord accept our, our sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of His name, for our good and the good of all the church. What can we do for the world, Christians all over the world, is what we're doing right now. Give it to the Father. Take what you need to leave behind, lay it on the altar. Leave it behind. Leave it behind on the altar as your burnt offering, as your sacrifice, as your gift of love back to the Father, as Jesus did when he left everything at the foot of the cross, even his greatest treasure, his mother Mary, who he gave to you and me through John, so that we too, with his help and his grace might have the strength to leave whatever we got to leave behind. What do I need to leave behind?